Hi, I'm Maria Dempsey, CEO of Love Wellness, a leading women's health and wellness brand. What I love about beauty is always thinking of new ways to bring beauty, health, and wellness to people. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, this is Mimi Banks. You're listening to Beauty Is Your Business. And today we have the esteemed pleasure to have Maria Dempsey, the CEO of Love Wellness. Hi, Maria. Hi, Mimi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. So good to be here today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to talk about all things love wellness. Me too. So before we dive into this incredible brand, I would love to have you share with our audience more about you, more about your career path, because you've had a very interesting career path um, from working actually in a brand that we share. And we didn't talk about this, which is Longcomb. Lancome was the last brand that I worked at at L'Oreal, so I'm a very special connection to working with smaller brands, bigger brands, international brands, and now Love Wellness. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about you. Well, thank you. Yes, Lancome. Oh my gosh, such a long time ago. But really, you know, my career has, when I look back on my career, 30 plus years, it has been such a fulfilling and exciting career. And it's really been a lifetime of just learning, challenges, and working on amazing and wonderful brands. So I guess I look at my career kind of in these different chapters. And the first chapter really was the foundation. And that was when I started at L'Oreal right out of college. And I think about that, and it really was this foundational kind of platform for me because I learned how to run a business. And when you work at L'Oreal, you learn from the best in the business. So it was like foundational for me, how to run a business, how to brand, the importance of branding and sticking to the brand and identifying what's unique about that brand. Also learning how to market a brand. And back then it was print advertising. So, but just really the importance of the messaging, how to advertise, where to advertise, how to focus on your consumer and who you're trying to attract to the brand. And then learning how to run a business. P&L management was so important. So as a marketing assistant, I was responsible for the P&L and developing the budget. And you don't understand how important kind of top line sales, bottom line profitability is, and then everything in between. But L'Oreal really kind of gave me that opportunity to learn how to own and run my own business. So that was my foundation. And I spent 12 years at L'Oreal. And I feel so fortunate to have started my career at L'Oreal. And then I kind of took a chance. And I would say my career really has been me always taking chances. <laughs> And not really knowing, because when I joined um, John Frieda Hair Care in 1999, it was a small business. It was hair care. So I was leaving Prestige, going to a startup. And I remember when I resigned at L'Oreal, 
the CEO said, well, you know, that's too big of a risk for you in your life. We want you here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just willing to take this risk. And I always believed enough in myself that if I was going to get fired, I was going to get fired, but I needed to make this change in my life. So joining John Frieda Haircare, I learned how to build a brand, how to build a team that was able to execute on kind of the vision of the brand. And then ultimately had a market and sell a company because in 2002, we sold John Frieda to Cal. And that was in an earlier time of when companies were buying other companies. So that was tremendous learning. And what I learned also was how much I love working with founders, like love bringing that brilliance of a founder and really kind of a friend of mine said to me recently, like we're dream catchers. Because founders have these dreams and it's up to us to kind of harness those dreams and bring them into reality and being able to execute on those dreams. So then I left John Frieda after the sale of the company and I went into startup mode and I built my own business called Easy Straight. And Easy Straight was the first at-home chemical hair straightener and the ups and downs of running your own business was really about learning how to, one, create a brand, the messaging, the packaging, the formulas, and then how to get distribution for your brand. And within 18 months, we were in over 20,000 drunk stores, and then also how to raise money to support that growth. Ultimately, I ended up selling Easy Straight to a hair care manufacturer. I didn't make any money on the business but it was tremendous learning. And a key takeaway for me there was, you know, we had a brilliant idea, a brilliant brand positioning, but we went out of the gate too fast, too much distribution. And so we spent a lot of money on inventory trying to support that distribution and realized that we were burning too much cash. So tremendous learning, like don't go too fast. Better to start slow and build slowly because once you're successful in one retailer, another retailer will want you. So I think that was the key learning there. And I always think about that startup time. It's almost I equate it to the highs and lows of having children. When it's high, it can't be better. But when it's low, it gets to you at the heart of everything you're doing. So tremendous learning there and realize like, I don't want to start another business on my own. So that was good learning. And then after I sold Easy Straight, I needed a reset and I needed stability. So I joined Clarence, this global skincare and makeup business, leaders in Europe, still trying to build a business in the US. So I joined there. It was founder and family owned. So I still had that founder kind of mentality, but really the stability of a large, large global organization. And I spent nine years there in a global role and, you know, and helped to really drive the skincare business here in the U.S. and shift from a sun and body brand into more facial skincare because that's really where the market is and was in the U.S. So felt good about that, but, you know, needed a change after nine years. And what I decided to do was I took two years off and focused on myself and my family and also fulfilled a lifelong goal of becoming an EMT, an emergency medical technician. Yeah. I know. I always wanted to be a nurse growing up. And then I didn't. I went into the beauty industry. 
And so I thought when I took two years off, I thought, well, do I go back to nursing school or do I go to nursing school? And I decided to become a volunteer EMT. So I went through all the training and I currently am still a volunteer EMT in Weston, Connecticut. And I love it. I just can't tell you how much one is you're learning and using different parts of your brain. And it helps you to focus on helping to treat other people when they're in, you know, they're really a challenging spot. So people as a volunteer, you are responding to people that have heart attacks. They're calling 911. So you're going in there and it's such fulfilling and satisfying work and you're just learning different things. And I would learn while I'm doing my day job of being a CEO. So became an EMT, focused on EMT, and then decided after a couple of years, I woke up one morning and I was like, you know, I need to go back into beauty, do what I love, but maybe kind of set my goals on like a bigger opportunity. And literally that day, I got a phone call from a recruiter and they started to talk to me about a CEO role at Nest Fragrances. And what an amazing opportunity that was for me, one, to become a CEO for the first time ever, two, to work with Laura Slatkin, the founder of Nest Fragrances, three, to work on such a beautiful brand with such strong name recognition. And then four to Eurasio, a private equity firm had just acquired Nest. So then to learn about the world of private equity. So tremendous challenge, tremendous opportunity and worked at Nest for four years and really helped to double the business there through brand awareness, innovation, distribution, and building up a very, very solid kind of marketing, creative, digital team. That's amazing. I absolutely am a huge fan of Rose Oud. Yes. The fragrances at Nest are just to die for. Like they are the best. That was exciting to be at Nest. And then just to kind of end up like where I am now, towards the, in November of last year of 2022, we were wrapping up the sale of Nest to North Castle Partners. So Eurasio then was selling the brand to North Castle Partners. And I was approached at that time by Love Wellness. I was so happy at Nest. As I mentioned, I love the brand. I love the team. I love Laura Slacken. And I was really excited to start a new chapter at Nest. But when I got the call from Love Wellness, I was like, well, let me just explore this. And I wanted to explore it because I'm fascinated with this world of health and wellness and how the interconnection with beauty and also what Lauren Bosworth was doing in terms of helping to really forward this conversation about vaginal and gut health and the importance of bringing that to consumers in an accessible and very approachable manner. So had a conversation with Lauren, loved her, loved her approach, loved her. She's so smart, so creative. And at 36 years old, the business that she has built and what she has, she has literally transformed an industry. I immediately saw the opportunity for the brand, loved the mission of the company, and then was just so impressed with Lauren and Encore, the private equity investors. So I just thought, well, this is another risk. Let me just join Lauren and Encore to really bring this brand to the next level. 
So I was excited to try that here at Love Wellness and to enter into this new category for me, which is an area I'm very interested in learning about and developing and bringing to consumers. This is incredible. What I think is so interesting for the people that are listening and thinking about their careers in beauty or outside is that where you started as the fundamentals and really learned the basics, the fundamentals, just how to market and just like what the beauty world is to leading new businesses and putting that everything that you learned into practice. And my takeaway in one sentence for you is that you really like to help people from founders to people who are suffering physically. And there's a, this personal connection, which I think all of us in beauty love about that there's a real place that we can touch and make a difference. I mean, not everybody's an EMT or actually puts that into practice and is literally saving lives, which is incredible. But I think what's interesting, and I would love to talk about more now, is that for those of you who don't know, Lauren is also known as Low Bosworth. So she has a reputation that precedes her. But what's so interesting here is this is not, let's call it a celebrity brand, that there's a larger mission here that there's, to your point, a real need and a challenge or a problem to be solved versus a celebrity that had clout and that has name recognition that can use it to launch insert X, Y, and Z. So I know Lo from my former days because of her podcast, we were connected, which is just so cool to come full circle. And she was just thinking about launching it when we had met. And what's so cool here is that I know that she was CEO from 2016 up until where you joined. And so I would be so curious now. So taking into account everything that your incredible history, what it's like to come into a brand with such a strong foundation and how do you now nurture that CEO founder relationship? You're a dream catcher, but she's already had this foundation here and you've successfully worked with founders, which is really a skill set of its own. So I'd love to learn more about your role. And then let's talk about love wellness. But I find your career path is so inspiring on so many levels. Thank you, Mimi. That's sweet of you to say. And yes, I love how you said I like to help people because I do. When I joined Nest, they said, we have a new mom here. And then when I came to love wellness, it was very similar because it's a very young, smart, creative, talented team but they're young. Like I could be literally everyone's mom at the company. And I thought I love being a mom. Yes. I love helping people. Um, so I'm very fortunate to be able to help people both in my professional and personal life. So in terms of working with a founder, which I agree with you, it is a skill set because so many times when I tell people, Oh, I'm working at a founder based brand. They're like, everyone's rolling their eyes at that. Because they're like, oh, what a pain working with the founder. And I honestly, I look at it the opposite. I love working with founders. And it's about really clarifying roles. It's also about kind of me as the CEO going in there with humility and being humble and not coming in saying, oh, I need to change everything. I don't need to change everything. I need to guide and help to build the organization and to professionalize the organization. But I think that when I started, you know, when I interviewed with Lo, it was really what I wanted to make sure, number one, is that she and I, one, like each other, respect each other, and are aligned. And I said to her, you and I have got to be joined at the hip. 
we have to be partners. We have to be collaborators. And the organization underneath, everyone needs to see us as partners. Because what you don't want is me telling the team one thing and Lo telling the team another thing because she and I aren't aligned. We've clarified roles just kind of loosely, what she likes to do and what I am really good at. We have different skill sets. So it's like, how do we take our different skill sets and become this powerhouse together? And so it's about alignment, partnership and collaboration, the role clarity, and then respect and honesty, and also touching base. So Lo and I, we have scheduled touch bases every single week, but like we're texting nonstop. And I love that kind of 24-7 dynamic relationship and not being afraid to disagree with one another and then discuss it. So I think it's about really kind of those key kind of pillars of a relationship. Yeah. And I think that what you said is really important is going in with that humility that you know that you're the dream catcher and you can help her professionalize it. You come with your roster of experience and with several successful companies and learnings already in under your belt. So you can say, well, historically, I know that this is what works from a professional perspective. Like, so I think that that's important. And I think that what a lot of challenges happen with founders is that there's that clash of I'm the CEO now, you're just a founder, you don't actually really know, I know. And so I think that humility and partnership is something that everybody can learn from. It's really critical. And I have so much respect for founders and for what Lowe has built. You know, Love Wellness is not recognized because of Lowe's celebrity. Exactly, which is amazing. It's amazing. And it's not what people talk about. They talk about her literally starting the conversation, number one, destigmatizing the conversation, and then bringing products that actually solve gut and vaginal health issues. Okay, so let's talk about the brand. I'm sure everybody is so excited to hear, if you don't know already about Love Wellness, and it's not your typical celebrity brand. You talked about that you were attracted to the mission. We know that it's about vaginal and gut health, but tell us more. Um, there's so much to talk about. You've expanded to retailers, your team, the values. It's just, there's so many exciting parts of it. So many exciting parts. And it's really, so Lo launched the brand in 2016 and she launched it because of personal health issues that she was having. And also she launched it because what she recognized was she was being sent from doctor to doctor to doctor and they just kept saying, okay, take an antibiotic. And then she was getting issues from that. So what she realized was that the consumer product industry, as well as the consumer health industry, were not addressing specific gut and vaginal needs. And as we know, 50% of the population are women. And these conversations about vaginal health, conversations about gut health, conversations about depression and anxiety in 2016 were stigma, were taboo issues. I mean, even today, we have some stores that were saying like, we can't put this product out because it says vaginal on it. So it's just fascinating that the conversation still needs to be had. I mean, I think we've made so much progress. So she launched this brand because of personal health issues and launched it, you know, one, she wanted it to be an accessible brand. So that's why, you know, one, it was started D to C, 
and then Amazon, and now in more mass market. We've just recently launched at Walmart. So she wants it to be affordable and accessible to women, critical. Then she wanted it to be an approachable fun brand and to really make it so women weren't embarrassed to go buy products in the store and they like to have them in their medicine chest. And then the brand Love Wellness, for me, it's really kind of that just defines the mission and the culture of the brand. It's about love. It's about loving yourself. And it's about wellness, total body wellness. We're hyper-focused on gut and vaginal, but you know, in terms of expansion, I think Love Wellness as a brand proposition is very strong and very expansive. So down the road, we will... We're working on innovation, but I think really it's about being a pioneer in women's health and wellness. And so you mentioned the retailers. Congratulations, that distribution. You know, I'm still kind of caught up on your 18 months, 20,000 stores. Again, it's, it's kind of crazy how this happens. Like all of your building blocks that come to this to say, okay, you've done the distribution, you've worked with retailers, but distribution now is even harder. So that's incredible. So Target, Ulta, and Walmart? Yes, we just launched at Walmart. And what I would say about kind of Lo and how she has built Love Wellness is really slow building blocks, which is smart, opposite from the way I did it. So she has been very strategic and smart about the way she's built the business. I've only been here five months, so I can't, I'm not taking credit for anything. And she's built it into a leading brand. They launched with Ulta, then went into Target, and then now Walmart. And even with Walmart, Walmart wanted us in a large portion of stores. And we said, no, let's start smaller. And that was a smart decision by Lowe and the team. Start small, and then you can always build up. It's very hard if you go out too big and you're not successful. So I would say to people, really start small. It's very tempting to get 4,000 Walmart doors. But then you need the inventory. You need to invent. It's very hard. So start small. That's great. And so the same thing is with the team. So the team, I would imagine, started small and then you grow as you've needed to grow? Yes. I was talking to Lo the other day. We just went out to Walmart for a market meeting. And she was talking about, in the beginning, really, it was just four people. They had four people for several years, and I'm just amazed at how much they were able to accomplish and achieve in four years and with four people. Now we've built the team up to, we're about 38 people. We have doubled the team in the past 24 months to support not only retail distribution, but also kind of more marketing, creative, and digital. So we've built the team I think we're at a really good place right now to be able to build the business and the brand moving forward. So I don't think we're not going to double like the team in the next couple of years, because I think we've built a very strong and solid team. Speaking of digital, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about social because that's the area that I work in. And I think that you have created such a strong social footprint I saw an explosion of love wellness. I think it was last week at Taylor Swift of like some of my favorite influencers were there. Like people, I was like, that's so cool. All these people that were there that the people that, and I don't fangirl a lot. And I was like, this is really cool. And, and it was so excited. 
Can you tell us more about like the Love Wellness on Tour to talk about a little bit about the community that has been created? Yes. Okay. So what Lowe has done has built an amazing and engaged community through her podcast, through the Love Club, and through her own social media. So she has over almost 800,000 followers. The brand has over 250,000 followers on Instagram and really building a very strong kind of TikTok community. I think Low has built this community through authenticity and a true relationship and also a lot of humility. She's able to laugh at herself. She's silly, but she's very strong and educational. So I love kind of how she has built it through relating to her community and to the community of Love Wellness. And then the Taylor Swift, that event, just to let you know. So what we felt was, so Lowe has a very strong community, but we felt like we needed in order to build our business and build the community even more, we needed more tentacles out there working with other influencers. We also wanted to take Love Wellness to the next level. So we worked on a concept for the summer, which was called the Summer of Love Wellness. And it harkens back to the late 60s, the Summer of Love. So we have this kind of groovy vibe that we did. And we wanted to get out into the communities and one, go more into secondary markets at first. So we went to Austin and did a big Summer of Love Wellness event with consumers and influencers. And Lo was there. And what I love is her, she's very approachable and real. And so consumers are like, oh my gosh, I get to one, talk to this celebrity. But then also I get to hear about her as an entrepreneur and how she's built her business and the highs and lows of that. So We did a great event in Austin, and then we had an opportunity through a charity called Radical Hope to take over the owner's suite at SoFi for the Taylor Swift concert. And Radical Hope is an organization that is very aligned with our belief system and values, and it is about really providing teens, college students, with information about how to lead their lives in a healthier way. So many kids right now are going to college, unprepared, anxious, depressed. So Radical Hope is an organization that comes in and really teaches kids on fundamentals of taking care of yourself, financial wellness, health wellness. So we partnered with Radical Hope and we launched the Summer of Love Wellness at the Taylor Swift concert. It was such good content that really, I think that you harnessed some great influencers speaking from like a strategic perspective, speaking from people who have large communities with messages to share. So I thought that that was great. Really interesting about, I didn't know about the philanthropy side and it makes complete sense. And you mentioned the students and I noticed even on the website, there's a student discount. Yes. And then you'll see what we're actually, this fall, what we're doing is we're kicking off the Love Wellness University. And that's going to be kind of going into universities and helping students to learn about health and wellness. And so it's Love Wellness University. 
which is going to be all about educating consumers, educating students on really taking care of your body and how important that is for not only your physical health, but also your mental health. Something else that you mentioned that I would love to hear more about, you talked about the Love Club. Can you share more about the Love Club? Yes. So the Love Club is a little bit on hold right now, but what we want to do though is relaunch it because what the Love Club was, was this community of consumers who were able, it was almost like a Reddit community, sharing information about answering questions. We were moderating it, but it was over 200,000 people strong. It was a huge club and community And it's about providing a forum for these conversations. That sums up a lot of your mission and a lot of what you guys have done is providing this forum to have access to the information, to the education. Yes, exactly. In a clear and understandable manner. And that's absolutely incredible. And so what now do you see are like the biggest opportunities? You have this community, you have this incredible brand. And I'm just curious from where you guys sit, what's next? I mean, what's next is really bringing, I think, brand awareness because it is very important for us and getting the brand, the mission of the brand out there. We're working on right now is really kind of brand awareness, getting our message out there. And we're doing that right now through gut and vaginal health kind of animations, promotions, marketing, because it's all about kind of the problem you have. So during the summer, a lot of women get yeast infections and itching. And so we have a very strong kind of vaginal health campaign going on right now as part of the Summer of Love Wellness. We're moving also into gut health because, you know, you're eating, you're bloated. And so how do you solve these everyday problems with products and with education? So that brand awareness is super important. I think product innovation also is very important. So not only focusing on our hero SKUs that, you know, we founded the business with, but also there are new product forms that are interesting, powders. We are not a gummy brand because gummies are not so great. They're not great for you. They have a lot of sugar. They have a lot of chemicals. We are a clean, natural brand. So everything we do is clean and natural and organic. So it's keeping with that mission, but solving other problems. You know, there's been an explosion of information right now, which is good about menopause. I mean, you go to your doctor and the doctors barely have information about menopause and what you're going through. So we think that that is an area that needs to be educated on and that there are absolutely product assortments that are critical for women going through menopause. So we really are looking at kind of the different life stages for women and then the problems that they have throughout those life stages. That's incredible. Really incredible. And I can't even believe how fast this time has gone by. Thank you so much, Maria. This has been so inspiring and enlightening. If people want to find Love Wellness besides the retailers, where can they find them on social? What is the website? Just let's give a a little shout out right now. Yeah, so you can find us at lovewellness.com online. And then on Instagram, it's lovewellness. Or you can also follow Lo Bosworth because she's also, you know, kind of representing the brand and showcasing kind of her personal approach to love and to wellness. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Maria. I really appreciate it. Mimi, thank you so much. So good to connect. So good to connect. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.